Today we're going to be talking about the fear of the Lord, and I don't think it's a topic that we have heard enough about or that is taught on often enough. So I'm really excited to talk about it, to teach on it a little bit today, and to dive into the Psalms and into Isaiah and some New Testament as well. And just excited for teaching on this. I think it's a very important concept for the church to understand and for each of us as we pursue the Lord, for us to grab a hold of the fear of the Lord as we pursue to know Jesus. So I'm going to take us to Psalm 19, starting in verse 7. It says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. It's clear that we cannot keep the law and fulfill the law by our own power or in a manner that saves us, that Jesus, when he came, he said that he did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. So it's not that he doesn't want us to live in holiness, but it is that God desires for us to uh, find our holiness through Jesus and then through his spirit who gives us the power. But in verse 9, it says that the fear of the Lord is clean and that it endures forever. I love this verse a lot. And the reality that fearing God is clean, it's, it's pure. And it's, it's the way in which we see God that, that matters in in understanding uh, the fear of the Lord. That for you and for me to rightly fear the Lord, that means for us to depart from evil. It says that in Proverbs chapter 8, that uh, to fear the Lord is to depart from evil. And that's why the fear of the Lord is clean. And for us to approach God properly, we need to do so with reverence, understanding that he's the one who created us and that he is a holy and perfect God and that you and I are created, not the creator, and that we are also imperfect and unlike him and that we are not worthy of praise or worship, but that he alone is. And when we get this right when we recognize that we ought to fear God and that we ought to tremble at his word and we ought to uh, honor him and reverence him when we understand that then we can approach him rightly and God can bless that 
God can actually give uh, his favor and put his favor on someone who fears him. Another reason that we should fear the Lord is because of his judgment and because of his ability to punish us severely for the wrongs that we do. Luke 12 verse 4 and 5 says, this is red letters, this is from Jesus, this is Jesus himself speaking, and this is not just my words, these are the words of Jesus. So, and I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body, and after that have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who after he has killed has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. In Matthew 10 verse 28, Jesus also says uh, that we should fear him who can cast our body into hell. That's a parallel passage in, in Matthew um, where uh, Matthew writes of the same teaching here found in Luke. Um, he just phrases it slightly differently. <clears throat> but this is a really intense reality and something that the church doesn't preach really anymore and something that we don't really think about too often. The reality that there is a very real hell. There's a very real punishment against sin. Yes, Jesus came to take that punishment and to rescue us from hell. But he still taught on it a lot. And he talks about how hell is a lake of fire where there's weeping and there's gnashing of teeth. Uh, where the fire never goes out and the worm never dies. <laughs> and this kind of language found in the Bible is something that you and I need to remember and recognize. Paul says in Philippians chapter 2 that we are to work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. And uh, if you go on, you would read also in Hebrews 6, it talks about uh, branches that, that we should be that we should be maturing, that we should be uh, holding to um, the, key, the key foundational doctrines and that we should press on from there into maturity, lest we be those who come before God without fruit and that we are those who are cast away, like Jesus says in John 15, uh, about those that do not abide in him that do not bear much fruit that are only fit to be burned speaking of hell and that as it's saying in hebrews 6 that that we would be people who actually press on after maturity and growth and that's that's how we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling it's not that we are unsure that we are saved here and now because we're building on the foundation which is Christ we can be absolutely certain 
and and know for a fact that we are in the faith but what we should be concerned of is that the enemy would come and he would uh, draw us away that we would be moved away from the faith that we would no longer be in the faith that we would not be bearing fruit unto God and that we would receive judgment and that we would even one day find ourselves in hell just as Jesus said do not fear him who can kill the body but fear God who is able to kill both the body and destroy it in hell I know that this is a topic that a lot of people don't really like or it's uncomfortable but it's something that we need to know and we need to hear Jesus said woe unto you when all men speak well of you and if people don't speak well of me because I teach what Jesus taught and I teach on things that we ought to hear that's okay with me um in fact I don't want everyone to speak well of me (laughs) based off of what Jesus said and I think I'm communicating this in a loving way but the goal of this podcast is to speak the truth in love and I'm not going to compromise the truth so Isaiah chapter 11 verse 1 through 5 there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord his delight is in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist. This is speaking of Jesus and speaking of the Messiah who was to come. And I love the description of who Jesus is here. But if you notice in verse 2, it talks about the Spirit of the Lord resting upon him. And that the Holy Spirit would would bring to Jesus wisdom and understanding, bring to him counsel and might. That the Spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord would rest on Jesus. You can see this in the words that Jesus spoke, that he wasn't afraid of what the Pharisees thought or the Sadducees thought or what the crowds thought, but he feared the Father. And he spoke what the Father was saying and he did what the Father was doing. And I believe that we are to be people who... That we are to be people who live in the fear of the Lord. Not afraid of approaching God at all. But afraid that we would approach Him in a wrong way. That we would approach Him um, in an improper way. And we can be confident through Jesus that we are approaching God in the right way. 
but we should also be aware that we can very much do so improperly. We can approach God in a wrong manner, and in so doing actually miss out on really knowing Him and really actually living His will. Um, and uh, yeah, it says in Hebrews 5 that Jesus, because of His godly fear, was heard by the Father and that those who obey Jesus, that he's given them eternal life. Um, also in Acts, it talks about those who obey uh, the Lord, that uh, those are the ones to whom God gives his spirit. And to fear God is to obey God. And to fear him is to delight in, in doing his will and doing his word and for us to be followers of Jesus just as Jesus's delight is in the fear of the Lord I pray that God would begin to teach you and teach me to delight in his in the fear of the Lord to delight in God's holiness and to delight in in the difference and the distinction between creature and creator between man and between God. Though many might kind of think of the fear of the Lord as being something bad, um, you know, it does say in 1 John 4 um, that perfect love casts out fear. So I do believe that as we get to know God, that we're not afraid of Him, but that we are afraid to be away from Him. And I think that's an important distinction for us to to understand but I really believe that you and I need to approach God reverently that you and I need to recognize the distinction between us and, and God and that we would approach God with a holy fear of him and it says that um, Jesus increased in favor with God and with men and I believe that God blesses the fear of the Lord I believe that he pours out his favor on those who fear him and that he also um, not just gives his favor, but he causes people to be in favor um, with those who fear him. So I pray that this will really open your eyes to help you to see a little bit more of how you and I ought to approach God, that we should have a fear of him, that we should fear the Lord and that we should fear to be away from him. We shouldn't fear that we're not in the faith when we do know him. But we should fear that we would be moved away from the gospel. And we would come under wrath. It is possible. And the Bible says that we should work out our salvation with fear and with trembling. But as we do so, we're going to encounter God. We're going to encounter his love. And we're not going to be afraid of God. We're going to be afraid to be away from him. And that's going to press us closer to him all the more. We should be people who delight in the fear of the Lord. So, Father, I ask that you would open our eyes to see who you really are, God. That we would be those who fear you. That we would be those who are afraid to be away from you, God. That we would be people who recognize your justice and your wrath. And that we deserve judgment. And yet, through Jesus 
and him alone. We can approach you. And I pray that we would cling tightly to Jesus and to your mercy, God, and that we would love you and walk with you and that we would experience uh, the love of God that casts out our fear of you. As we know you, God, we recognize we can trust you and yet that we would still always remember and have a healthy fear of you that to be away from you is death, but to be near you is life. I just thank you for blessing everyone who's listening and causing and helping each one of us to mature in you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.